Welcome in, everybody. It's the League MX Fantasy Podcast back at you. I'm here. It's your boy Trippin' B here with Boy 14 What's up, Enrique? How you living? I am very, very cold here in the state of Georgia. Really bad weather with rain and wind. Dude, how are you surviving? I, I was talking to you earlier today. You were out pumping gas in the cold, bro. It sounded just brutal. Yeah, man. I hate wearing jackets and sweaters. You're a warm climate specialist, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm a summer baby, and I was raised in Mexico, so I'm not used to this weather yet. Anyway, let's get into it. This is a, this is a Liga MX fancy podcast, and uh, there is no Liga MX play this week. Uh, the Mexican national team is playing a friendly, but we wanted to... Stay with it and keep going because uh, there are some slates. So we're going to do a bonus edition episode for the UEFA Nations League slate that's posted on DraftKings already. First, since we are a Liga MX podcast, let's just take a quick state of the things with uh, one game left in Liga MX and see where everybody's at and who's got what to play for when they're playing the playoffs next week when we will have some slates to talk about. Number one is Cruz Azul. I believe with the tie to secure the first spot throughout the playoffs. Americas in second, and I believe they win or tie as well. They secure second spot. Under them is Pumas and Santos, which they play in the last week, which I don't think they're going to make a slate for that since they play on Sundays. The teams that will probably get slates for will be on uh, Friday night, right, and then Saturday late night. So if we're looking at Friday night, it's Monarcas, Morelia, Cruz Azul, Puebla, and Tijuana. I believe I heard Portland. <laughs> it's Puebla. <laughs> Sorry, that's just the so accent, bad, man. Bad I'm just hey, I got a Mexican girlfriend, so I, I'm doing the best I can. Oh, that's great, man. I did not know that about you. But yeah. yeah, it's cool, man. That's pretty cool. Live the good life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's off topic. But um, there's three spots to fight for the, like, the seven and eight spot. Pachuca. Morelia and Querétaro that can go in the playoffs, but one of them I think is going to be out. Yeah, right now uh, there's that's just there's that's three teams for one spot because you got uh, Tigres in six and Toluca in seven and then Morelia in eight. So Pachuca and Querétaro are kind of fighting for that that eight spot right now. Tigres has like a thirteen goal differential, which is huge. Also, yeah, they can. Yeah. They can Catch up right. unless something drastically happens that night. But um, yeah, right. I believe Pachuca has the advantage playing at home and playing against. You can say the younger brother Leon. I believe that match can be you know in a way fixed for Pachuca to get you know the playoff spot. But you never know. Maybe. And why um, is that? Just like what, <laughs> what? What? There's a reason that is, right? Yes. Um. Well. Um. Technically, it's owned by one person, which is Pachuca's owner, but, you know, he gave the team to his son, which is Leon. But, um, you know, you know how that goes. Um, right. Leon is playing for nothing right. unless, you know, the son wants to upset the dad and just, right. like, you know. If you want to get invited to Christmas, you better yeah. lose this match type thing. Yeah, Something like that, which I don't, I don't think, you know, they're going to just something like that but i think yeah pachuca should have an easy win and morelia just has to get a good result against russell so they can secure that eighth spot yeah sadly if if dk goes with what they've been doing um that pachuca leon game is not going to be on a slate probably unfortunately because they've been doing just the late games on saturdays so we'll see nothing's posted but the late saturday slate that we might get 
theoretically would be Monterey and Atlas, and then Chivas versus Tigres. That could be a situation where I think we talked about this the other day, just where some young players get in. So you you want to be uh, watching that spot. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of value on that second game. Just watch out, you know, if the teams may speak about, you know, giving their players already vacation, like their top players, and letting the kids out there to play. So just keep an eye on that. But uh, we obviously, it's always tough to talk in detail about some of those slates until you start getting salaries and seeing whatnot. And you know, we can certainly promise you we'll be, we will be back for that. But um, we want to put in this bonus edition and focus mostly on the UEFA Nations League. Uh, we got a slate posted on, for Thursday. Some good teams and good players involved. Iceland, Belgium, Spain, Croatia, and uh, Bosnia, Herzegovina versus Austria. Um, that's pretty nice. You know, you, you get some big names in there. Hazard, Mertens, Dzeko, Lukaku. Morata, you know, these are big name players. These are guys we love to play at their club. UEFA Nations League is a little different. How how do you go about putting a lineup together for UEFA Nations League? Maybe is that different than what you do for an interleague or an EPL slate? Well, uh, I try to go with my same strategy, but I just have to look at the scenarios as far as the uh, group standings and the matchups. Like Belgium, Iceland should be a murder show. <laughs> I mean, right. Belgium's Belgium. a big Vegas favorite or, you know, betting favorite for sure. Iceland just got whooped um, by Belgium and um, Switzerland, like 6 0 and 3 0. Right. They're a negative 10 goal differential for this uh, UEFA Nations League group. So they're really taking this competition seriously, as you can tell. Yes. And, um, with the Croatia-Spain game, I mean, it could be like a rematch from the thrashing of Spain. Last time they played against Croatia, they beat them 6-0. So maybe Croatia can show up at home and just, you know, give them some of their back. Give some right. of their some back to them. But It's kind of like Croatia looks like they may be out of it as far as the group standings go for, for this league, but... I mean, man, you get beat 6 nothing. There's got to be some pride there. The third game, Austria. Austria's a team I really love to play. I, th- I think they always have some good sneaky value plays in uh, international matchups. Uh, like in, in, uh, they didn't make it to the World Cup, but they were in a bunch of uh, warm-up games. A lot of teams warmed up by playing against them in a couple weeks before the World Cup, and they, uh, I had some, uh, some good slates where I got some good Austria plays. I like to play uh, David Alaba from Austria a lot in DFS. Also plays for Bayern, but he usually is a defender on this slate. He's a midfielder. Yeah, they mainly put Alaba on the Austria team midfield eligible due to Austria sometimes lining him up as, you know, left mid or something like that. Right. Right. No, I, I like him on the left mid. I just want him in my defender slot. What can I say? You know? Yeah, he's greedy. He's priced, man. He's really pricey for his. He game. is, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, 7,600. You know, playing at home, a slight favorite, but he, he, he's a guy I love to play. I'm not sure if I'm going to find a way to get him this time, though. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that match should be pretty interesting. Uh, Bosnia beat him last time 1 0 at home. So it could be pretty even. Austria might get a result there. But, I mean, let's break it down. As yeah. Far as- so we, if, if, the, if we're looking at that context of the slate with two, like, you know, could somewhat dicey matches that could be kind of cagey and then one that, 
looks to be a smash show. I mean, I think I know where we're going to go with the lineup construction, but let's do it. Let's start the forward position and go down. And uh, who do you like up top? You know, you got Hazard, Lukaku. Uh, are you paying for those guys? It's hard to pay for both of them. Uh, I'm going to get one of them for sure. I'm probably going to go with the most goal-dependent there because it's going to be a gold show. I believe Hazard is 11700 Yeah, 11700 for Hazard, 10-4 for Lukaku. You're going to get a little bit more floor, I feel like, with Hazard, depending on the lineup, if he's set in there to, you know, to take the corner kicks and, and uh, the free kicks and whatnot. His game, he's always been one of the best players in the world for the last few years, but not best fantasy players. But he's doing a lot more for fantasy this year. It's going to be very hard for me to choose Hazard. I like Hazard a lot. I love him at Chelsea because he pretty much always scores. He's had a great season so far. But with Belgium, you have so many players that can just, you know, do what he does or even more. Mm-hmm. At In that position... I'm probably going to play Lukaku paired up with probably Mertens or Carrasco, which are the other floor guys in mm-hmm. Belgium. And um, Mertens is 9K, and Carrasco is 6,400, which is really cheap. He plays as like a left wing back, but he crossed a lot. Yeah, if Carrasco finds his way in the starting lineup, it, he was uh, – he started – at the start of the World Cup, and then by the you know middle, he wasn't playing that well. He had really bad form, so they kind of took him out and put Chadley in his place. Now Chadley's injured, so you'd think maybe Cross was going to be back, and he is. He's very cheap, like you said, sixty-four hundred. Yeah, he's played the last two games, starting with um, Belgium in the Nations League, so I, I should be able to see him. The Nations League is a is a you got to be careful of the of like trusting the game logs too much because. Guys are going to have weird game logs in these really super small sample sizes of like one or two games where they might not have even played full minutes. Um, Carrasco didn't go 90 minutes either of the previous two Nations League games, but still turned in, you know, like five, five fantasy points, six fantasy points in, you know, okay matchups. This is like an elite matchup. So I, I, I don't, I like him to get, you know, eight to 10 fantasy points. I think that feels pretty safe. At 6400. Yeah, I would love that. If I knew that, I would plug him in right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I'm hoping for that if I do plug him in my lineup. And yeah, if, you, if you could lock in nine at 6400, I think you'd take it, especially on the slate. And another thing, um, I am hoping that, that Shuai starts instead of Lukaku because he is like sure. 1300 cheaper than him. So Sure, that would help a lot. That's something you okay. got to be on the lookout for, obviously. So you're going to play the center forward for Belgium with Mertens, and then maybe Carrasco is kind of the way you're starting things, depending yeah. if you're down there. Stacking the Belgium attack. I'm stacking them. Are there any forwards that you like? If you're uh, you're kind of you're a one lineup guy, right? You play one lineup every every slate. You know, really mix it up. In soccer, I do. Yeah, I pretty much am the same. Although I've started to branch out a little bit more recently, but I I always focus on my one main lineup. So. Uh, I'm the same with you. I'm going to be looking. Albert Mertens is a lock-in for me because he brings a, you know, a floor along with the goal-scoring upside. Probably go to that center forward play like you, but I may not end up there just depending how the rest of it ends as we go through this. I may be. I'm probably more likely to just go Mertens, Carrasco, and then maybe move on to a different position and maybe get some Belgian defenders because you'll we'll see you when we get to defender. You got to make a decision there, but. Uh, 
I do like, if we look at a few other forwards, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of this guy for Croatia, uh, Andre Kremaric, and he had a great World Cup. He's in pretty good form for his club side and uh, in the Bundesliga, and he's, he's just always fun. I'm in the, uh, a Discord chat, you know, for so- fantasy soccer players that uh, anytime Kremaric does something, I always post a... a, a gif about Kramer from Seinfeld running joke. So people know to expect it now. It's kind of funny. So he's kind of my brand. Kramer Arch is kind of my brand basically for the three people that actually know who I, who I am. So, uh, but Rebic also another productive forward. If you, if you need to go cheaper, I think Rebic, uh, against Spain, if you believe Croatia is going to come through with sort of that revenge mentality and playing at home and want to, you know, they may not have a lot of possession against Spain, but Rebic is a guy who, who can make something happen, you know, without even a ton of touches. So, well, I'm gonna steal a phrase from Blender HD here. His um, famous phrase of "based on recent evidence." <laughs> yes. Well, based on recent results, I'm not gonna play any Croatia because they looked horrible last time against Spain. But I mean, there's Perisic as well. Perisic is a nice, decent floor for 7700 I have not seen much of Suso with Spain. I know him with Milan, but I don't know how he acts with Spain. I've seen Rodrigo. He's right, I think we're more likely to see Rodrigo. I think you're right, but he's kind of goal-dependent for me. Yeah, Rodrigo for 8600 is a little pricey, so I'm probably going to just fade him and Perisic. <laughs> The funniest thing what for me one time a few months ago I I was I was searching the lobby and I found this guy who had like no experience badge for like a $200 head to head for some euro slate. So I said, "Okay, you know, I'm take I don't usually play that high. Usually I play about like 100 bucks a slate total. So $200 head to head is a little pricey, but it was a no experience badge so I went for it. And I took the guy's game and I was like so happy because he had this guy in his forward slot, Moreno, and I was like I looked at the the formation on the lineups page, and I was like, Moreno? Moreno's not even in. I don't even see Moreno on the field here for Spain. And uh, I was like, why does he even have a green check mark? Maybe DK messed up or something. I was completely whiffing past my mind that it was Rodrigo Moreno. He had, you know, it was Rodrigo on the lineups <laughs> page. So I was like, I was, I was like, this guy's got a dead spot lineup spot. I was so happy. But then he like racked up like a foul drawn or something. I put it. I finally put two and two together that it was Rodrigo Moreno. So funny. But. I think I, I did win that H2H, so it, it, it's a uh, I was hoping. I was hoping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's a funny yeah. story, not a sad story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rodrigo had a really bad game. He's not yeah. really a cash play. He's not really uh, not someone. He's going to play mainly like a false nine. Is Asensio midfield and forward eligible? He's midfield only. He's like your top target, I think, for Spain. He's But he's not going to be in a forward spot. Well, yeah, just um, on the other game with... Bosnia and Austria. You have Arnautovic for eighty five hundred. You like that guy? Yeah, I like Arno. I think he's been playing great for West Ham in the Premier League, and I think I think he's playing probably the best he has in his whole career. So on form, I definitely do like him. Uh, if I look at this matchup, I see Austria as a favorite against Bosnia. I see Bosnia at the top of their standings group with uh you know in this uh uefa nations league which looks like they've got it clinched you mean and who knows how important that really is if it's important at all but uh you know these squads but uh it, it could be a spot where bosnia feels okay we got this group uh 
wrapped up, we're going on the road, maybe they run out maybe a clown car lineup or something like that. Something sort of, if if Bosnia if Bosnia shows up for a weak lineup, I definitely like Arnautovic because he's in a goal scoring mood and he's trying to score basically every time he's out there on the pitch. As for Jekko, I think I'm probably gonna fade him. He's pretty goal dependent. Um you know, I love playing him for Roma in a Champions League match against a team from Eastern Europe that I'm not sure what country <laughs> country they're actually from. Uh, you know, whether it's whether they're from Serbia or uh, Slovenia, but uh, other than uh, that, I'm not a huge Jeko player. Yeah, I'm afraid Jeko as well for 8700, and he's very goal dependent. And yeah, he's um, playing away, so that's an easy fade. Yeah, Arnautovic, if Bosnia comes out and looks like they're just going to play like a slog down game, maybe depending on their formation or their personnel, like you're not going to like target Arnautovic right away. But if they if it looks like they're playing a bunch of guys who haven't played or don't have a ton of experience, then you might reach for Marco uh, in cash. Just, you know, if there's not a Belgian there, if, if Mertens and Lukaku are both and Hazard are all three sitting or something like that, who knows, but... You, you probably don't need to go past two Belgians in some uh, form or another for forwards, but I would not rule out Arnautovic, depending on the lineups. All right, let's go on to midfield. Asensio, man, he had, like, two great games so far with Spain in the UEFA Nations. Mm-hmm. I think one one game he racked up, like, 38 points, maybe? He had, like, three assists and a goal. He had a goal and three Asensio. assists, and then he had, a, he had, in the second game, he had an assist and 16 crosses. So, I mean, that's like, wow. If I see Asensio in Spain's lineup, I might just fall for the bait and just <laughs> put him in there, man. He's 7,800, which is not so high. It's all right. But, right. Um, and I'm looking, he, I'm looking, the, we started Asensio. He's actually the second highest price, like just midfield guy. There's for 700, or excuse me, for 1,000 more, you can go up to Isco, who played 90 minutes in Spain's last UEFA game. And he was pretty productive. Asensio kind of blew the ceiling up, but Isco brings the floor. But does Asensio have enough of a floor that you go for that savings? Yeah, I don't see myself playing Isco for 89, man. 8,900. I'd rather play Asensio. If they're both in the same lineup, I'm going to put in Asensio ahead of Isco. Yeah, it looked like they could both be productive when they're on the field together in some previous games. So I'll take the cheaper option in that case for sure. And Saul, I just see him as a GBP play for 6K. Right. Bobby Boom's favorite play, Saul. (laughs) (laughs) Guys touted Saul on every Atletico slate, I think, since the beginning of time. When it comes to the midfield only guys, I mean, all the Belgians pretty much are also um, forward eligible. There is this guy, Hans Vonneken, who's been playing pretty well for his club, who might find himself getting in. He's in pretty good form, so maybe the Belgian coach rewards him with an appearance. I'm not sure. Um, if it was a clown car Belgian lineup and he was in it, maybe you, you might look at him. He has no game logs, so just like don't be afraid you know, to take a look if, if there's a bunch of Belgians you don't recognize. What about uh, a guy like Pjanic for Bosnia at 6,200 on the road? Yeah, man. He's, he's really cheap for... A midfield eligible player. Um, he's usually like in the seven thousand range mm-hmm. with Juventus, but you know, being away, I don't think I could even play Pjanic for sixty two hundred. Yeah, it feels like DK's pricing doesn't really love Bosnia in this matchup. Although they they did, you know, I mean, 
Jekko is eighty seven hundred, but that's pretty cheap. I feel for for uh, Pjanic. You know, there's even a couple other Bosnian midfielders even higher priced than him. So uh, I'm not a huge fan of that matchup. Again, I it all goes back to the thing we have been saying, which is you're gonna focus mostly on Belgian attackers. So you're gonna be trying to fit a lot of them in. One guy I will go down to for salary salary relief, though, don't sleep on, is this guy for Austria, uh, Peter Zulj, I think. Zulj or Zulia or whatnot. Like 5K, right? Yeah, he's 5K, depending on how you pronounce the J. You know, um, I I can pronounce it better in my head than with my my lips, I guess. But, uh, yeah, he's not a bad player. I've played him before. He has really good logs in the UEFA Nations League, and he he was another one of those guys that I watched play in some of those World Cup warm-ups, and I really like his game. So he could be sort of like the 5K guy you you stick in there. Um, Rakitic, 4,400 for Croatia is not bad also. In a tough matchup, you'd probably be counting on him to rack up tackles and interceptions, hopefully, uh, you know, as Croatia defends against that Spain press to make some value there for 4,400. I, I wouldn't hate it to take a chance on it. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm really um, trying to fade Croatia here, but um, <laughs> I keep telling, I keep I, throwing if, out, you keep telling me you want to fade Croatia and I keep throwing <laughs> Croatia guys at you. Sorry about that. I mean, if I only have the chance to play like uh Rakitic, like for that salary left on me, I'm probably gonna have to plug in somebody like Rakitic. But um, what do you feel about Luka Modric? If he's in that number ten role that we saw sort of in the second phase of the World Cup, then he was a lot more productive. If you watch the World Cup, he first few matches he was kind of a deeper lying mid midfielder, and he didn't get as many fantasy points. And then as they advanced through the tournament, he sort of moved up the field and was a lot more productive. If he's doing that again, I don't mind it. Um, it's a little bit pricey in a matchup against Spain where, again, they're not going to get a ton of possession. Like, I, I I, maybe play, you know, Asensio over him, I would think, if, if I see both of them in the lineup for 300 more. Or I go down from Modric all the way just down to, like, Carrasco or Zulj or something like that. Uh, he's just kind of in that weird price zone where for an underdog, I don't know how, produ- again, in a how productive he can be to pay that off when there's good options on going up or down. So no. Yeah. I don't see him either in my lineup, but um, he's a secure floor guy if you want to play him. Yeah, I think the cheapest I would go on midfield is down there at the Rakitic level that we just mentioned. I'd probably look for either Axel Witzel or Janusai uh, to be in for Belgium over Rakitic and at the same price and go to that. And that's about all the midfield there is let's let's quickly go through defense which is pretty thin um it's really either top heavy or take your favorite punt um what do you think these top heavy guys munier aspilicueta and line air and see i'm not gonna play 6800 for munier he's not a set piece guy or you know somewhere close to that he he does go up and does some crosses but 6800 for a defender uh, not me right you have to get an assist there and he always has a chance at assist but he's not a lock and for Austria, is it Laner? Laner, yeah. For fifty three hundred, I have not seen him play with um Austria, so I don't know how he does. He, does, he goes up. He does a lot of the same stuff he does at club, which is go up, cross, try to create 
it kind of needs the right game flow. Again, it's going to depend on what Bosnia is running out there, but I don't hate him. I don't really love him. I, I think I'm going to be spending so much up top on forwards and midfielders that I'm gonna, not going to find myself able to pay that much a defense, but he's not a bad play. The guy I was looking at earlier is Besic. He's defender eligible, but he plays like in the midfield for Bosnia. He's got one shot in the three UEFA games, but he's got nine tackles, one, three interceptions, four fouls drawn. He also has eight fouls committed, so he could be a you know could be a yellow card risk. I would say that he went negative one. He had two good games and one negative game, so take it at your own risk, but. He, uh, I don't hate that play. I mean, he's defender as well. A little expensive. Uh, if that play is like 3800 I love it. If 4800 I don't love it as much. We're seeing overpriced center backs in the 4000 range and uh, fullbacks who probably aren't going to see the field. Is there anyone in this 4K and below range that you're looking at? No, um, not really. I like Ramos for a GBP play, but other than that, I'm probably going to go with the floor guys if we're lucky we'll get a uh, 3900 johnny starting for spain that would that would be a very nice bit of salary relief for sure to wrap it all up all the defenders suck and it's just about <laughs> play who you will uh let's get some quick thoughts on goalkeeper and wrap this thing up i believe the safe guy here is courtois for 5900 but it's really pricey for me i love to play um really cheap goalkeepers because i like to pay up for the big guys and my other positions. So I'm probably going to go with Sehich from Bosnia, 4200. He's won all games, so we can get some points there with the win and a couple saves. I like it. It's a punt goalkeeper slate because you got to get those expensive Belgian attackers in. Have to wait to see the lineups to see what our options are. If you start there, you know, if you get as many Belgian frontline players in and then fill in with some floor midfielders at good value, I think you're going to do all right on this slate. Stack Belgium, win some money. Send your screenshots to Araboy. If you have any other questions, you can reach us out. Arrowboy14, that's E-R-A-B as in boy, O-I-1-4. And you can check out Tripping B. If you have any suggestions, recommendations, any tips for our future podcasts, set us up.